You are all welcome. Yes. Yeah. It's good to have you in the house. <laughs> Kumi, it's good to see you. <laughs> Hallelujah. We appreciate you. Welcome you. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, Pastor Alistair is in the house. <laughs> Glory to God. You want to say something? Just I just was during worship. Good morning, everyone. Let me just greet. I was reminded about the Israelites. When the Israelites was in Egypt, they were in captivity. And when they were in captivity, their minds and their hearts were in captivity. But when the promise came, the promise of God came to get them out of Egypt to the promised land. But there was one thing that they were stuck in. Their minds and their ways were stuck in Egypt. And they never entered the promised land because of their minds and their hearts that were stuck in Egypt. Their ways were stuck in Egypt. And I was reminded this morning about this house that the Lord wanted to take you into the promised land of milk and honey to see the fruitfulness of the Lord in all areas of this ministry. And as I'm saying this this morning, I feel in our sense this morning, some of us are still stuck in Egypt. And we want to see breakthrough. We want to see the miracle of God happening within our lives. But the one thing that is important for us to renew our hearts and our minds in such a way that is aligned with the promises of God for your life. And I believe that it's important for us daily in our walk with God to search our hearts so that we can enter into the promised land. The promised land is for all of us. And therefore, in the presence of the Lord, the Lord says, there's fullness of joy, there's deliverance, there's healing, there's restoration. And I believe that God wants to grow this church in such a way that people, unsaved people come into this house and they will be saved. They will be saved in such a way that the glory of the Lord will come upon them and conviction will come upon them. Healing will come upon them. Restoration is coming over them. But it starts by us this morning. And my question I want to ask you this morning, are you still stuck in Egypt? Is your ways and your heart and your mind, what are the things that you battle in your quiet that no one knows about? And I believe that God wants to break that over our lives. He wants to break that captivity over our minds, over our hearts, over our soul, so that we can live in the fullness of God. John 10, John 10 verse 10 says so easy, it says, the thief's purpose is to come to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life in all its fullness. So I believe part of our stepping into this new season, starting to get into this new thing, we need to ask Holy Spirit to break down the captivity that sometimes holding us back of not living and experience the fullness of what God wants to do. So may the Lord bless you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. You can see a preacher there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So, no, thank you so much for that. We received that. And we didn't discuss what we're going to share. And uh, he, he's just snooping around. <laughs> Hallelujah, the Spirit is one. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So you're all welcome. Turn to someone and say, neighbor. Neighbor. You look good to me this morning. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I see some people are frowning. Turn, turn, just, just turn to them. Say, smile. smile. Jesus loves you. <laughs> it's okay to smile in church. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Thank you Amen. so much. Worship team, God bless you. Let's appreciate them. Hallelujah. We are defeating giants this morning. Amen. How many people love to defeat giants? Boom! Hallelujah. Amen. You see, church is not a place where you just come meek and lowly and, and uh, sanctimonious and all of that. There's, there are times for that. There are times, he says, be still and know that I am God. But it, you, you cannot always be still. Okay, because there are times he says, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Yeah. Amen. So, God is not nervous. Turn to someone and say, God is not nervous. Yeah. I know he's not deaf, but he's n neither is he nervous. All right. And I've, I've told before about um, um, a friend and a mentor who's going to be with the Lord now, Dr. Don Norai, uh, the founder of Destiny Image Publishers. When he shared his encounter with me, how he was taken up before he started that publishing house that has been a blessing to the nations. And I'm sure some of you have their books in your, in your homes. How many people have a book from Destiny Image? Yeah, you see, okay. Some of you don't even know that you have. If you have a Miles Monroe book, you have a Destiny Image book. Hallelujah. If you have a T.D. Jakes, you most likely have a Destiny Image book in your shelf. And many other books that he, he, he published. Okay? But when, before he gave birth to that vision, he was caught up into the throne room of God. And while in the throne room of God, he said it is the most chaotic place he has ever been to in his life. Shout! The angels are screaming, shouting, holy, holy, holy. And there is lightning and there is thunder. And it's all, it's all happening at the same time. And he is there. He's shaking in that in that experience, and he sees an angel comes and he, he shouts, and then the glory of God hits the angel and he falls, poof, on the floor. And then the angel gets up again and shouts again, and he gets slain or knocked down by the glory of God and trumpets blasting all in the throne room of God. And God is sitting on the throne. And he's absorbing all of this. So, that's how heaven is going to be like. Hallelujah. So, sometimes we have created a picture of what heaven or what godliness is supposed to be like. Or what... Um, the Holy Spirit is <laughs> like, when we used to have Holy Ghost meetings, it used to be chaotic. 
But there are times that he wants stillness. Okay? So you just need to know when he wants to be, you to be still and when he wants you to shout with a voice of triumph. Okay? It's like when they were going around Jericho, there were days of stillness. But there was a day of loudness. <laughs> do, you, do you get my point? All of them, the combination of all is what brought the wall down. Yeah. So in your heart, make room for everything Amen. of God. Amen. Make room for everything of God if you want to experience all that God has for you. Amen? Yeah, I don't know why I'm standing in front of the podium. I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> Eric, behave yourself. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for your word, which is spirit and is life. Thank you for today. I thank you for every soul under the sound of my voice. I ask, oh God, that you will speak to your people. Let your word come with clarity. Let it come with precision. My God, let it bring light. Let it bring understanding. Let it change us. Let it transform us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Turn with me to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 15, verse 19. Matthew 15, 19. Here Jesus is speaking. And he makes a very profound statement. Because... Prior to this, the, the, the Pharisees had asked his disciples, why do you guys eat without washing of hands? And it wasn't washing of hands for hygiene. It was ceremonial washing of hands. In other words, before you eat, you have to perform a particular ceremony before you eat each time. And so Jesus and his disciples didn't bother about that. They would just eat. And so these people were asking questions, you, see, you know. And Jesus now begins to say, look, it's not what you put into your, into your mouth, into your stomach that defiles you, but it's what comes out of you. Okay? So we're talking about defeating the giants within. Defeating the giants within. In case you don't know, the giant within is more powerful than the giant without. So, in other words, there is a giant that you go to sleep with. There is a giant that follows you wherever you go. All right? There is a giant, you wake up, you, you are alone, but the giant, that giant is with you all the time. So it's time to defeat those giants. Because those are the giants that stop you from entering into your promised land. Which Alistair was talking about. These are the giants. There were, there was giants. The giants within the Israelites was what defeated them not the giants in the land of Canaan. 
Are you getting me? Yeah. So you need to pay attention to the giants within you. There are giants within you. And you need to pay attention to them. You need to face them. You need to defeat them. You need to crush them. Break their heads. Hallelujah. Break their backbones. And free yourself from every limitation that was not placed upon you by God. But placed by the enemy. You need to defeat those giants. So that's what we're looking at this morning. So in Matthew chapter 15, Jesus makes a statement here. He says, For out of the heart, verse 19, proceed evil thoughts. Let's pause there. Out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. Out of the heart proceed what? Evil thoughts. You remember in Numbers 13, when the 10 spies, I mean, Moses sent 12 spies to go spy the land. 10 of them came back with what kind of report? An evil report. An evil report. So, they came back with an evil report. Caleb and Joshua came back with a good report. So, out of their heart proceed evil thoughts. So, the report they came back with was the report of their evil thoughts. It wasn't the report of what they were seeing. What they were seeing was colored by their thoughts. Do you get my point? So, how you view life is going to be determined by how you think. How you view challenges will be colored by how you think. What are the thoughts in your heart? What are the thoughts in your heart? If, if, if you have faced or experienced disappointment, how do you view that experience? It's your thoughts that will interpret that experience to you. And so that's why you need to pay attention to your thought life. So I want to give you I want to, because there's a lot to say about the inner giants or the giants within. But I want you to call, let's, let's call this Thai, T-I-E. Somebody say T-I-E. Okay, so it's not the tie that the men put around their necks. Although sometimes when I wear that, I feel as if. <laughs> I'm being led to the slaughter. <laughs> but when you want to be a gentleman, the English men, they, they taught us, they colonized us, that if you want to be a gentleman, you need to wear that and then wear a suit and all of that. But how many people know that we can be gentlemen without that? 
and then you can wear that and still not be a gentleman. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah, so tie, T stands for thought. So there are some giants that are connected to your thought life. Okay? They, they, there are some enemies that, are, that attach themselves to your thought life. They come through your thought. It is impossible. Let me, let me. There are so many things you can't, you can't do without a thought. So, now you understand what Jesus says. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. Right? Then he says murders. You, that's why they say premeditated murder. Okay? Yeah. So, premeditated. In other words, you thought about it. Yeah. When it is done without thought, that's when it's called manslaughter. Am I correct? Yeah, when it's, if, 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 if you're driving and you hit somebody, God forbid, but you know, and then the person doesn't make it, you are not going to be charged for murder, you'll be charged for manslaughter. Okay? But if you get up and then maybe you had an argument or whatever it is, and you decide to kill someone. There was a thought that preceded that action. So that's what Jesus is telling us here. Okay? In adultery, you don't commit adultery by accident. How many people know that? <laughs> I just accidentally committed adultery. Come on. No, you don't do that. It's... It's a thought process. Yeah, it's a thought process. So the enemy, he, he, he knows that the only way he can get us to do certain things is to make us to think certain thoughts. So the only way he can stop us from doing certain things is to bring certain thoughts. If he wants to stop you from doing God's will, there are thoughts he will send your way. You see? So, it does, it, adultery doesn't happen without thought. Thoughts are involved. Fornications. Theft. You don't just steal by accident. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't think, I just, you know, I, then I discovered that I have stolen. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> false witness. You don't bear false witness without thinking. Haven't you heard about people lying under oath? So in other words, they sat down. They thought about it. Maybe they were offered some benefits. And they weighed their options. And they said, what, what can this benefit add to my life? Now, if I take this benefit, if I receive this benefit, 
this is what I'm going to enjoy. So, let the story be like this. Do you know that the resurrection of Jesus is still being disputed today? Because after Jesus rose from the dead, the soldiers were paid to tell a lie. To say, no, his disciples came and stole his body. So that's what they publish in the media. That, oh, this guy, this man of Galilee that was, was buried, there is a rumor that he rose from the dead. But we have eyewitnesses. Eyewitness accounts that say that his disciples actually came and stole his body. And these are credible people. These are, these are people, these are uh, responsible people. These are soldiers. So up till today, there are some people that still make reference to that. To say, no, there is a published account that his body was actually stolen. So he didn't rise from the dead. Somebody say thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. So the enemy loves to penetrate your thought life. And unfortunately, there are sometimes he has been very successful. He's been very successful. I, I mean, divorce cannot happen without thought. How many people know that? You don't just wake up and then divorce by accident. Or just, I just fell into a divorce. It doesn't work like that. There, there are thoughts. Betrayal doesn't happen without thought. You see? It doesn't, it doesn't happen without thoughts. Blasphemies. These are all things that and it's, it's not all. There is much more that happened in the thought life. So, when the enemy wants to stop you from advancing, he introduces a thought. That thought becomes a giant in your life if it is allowed to settle. If it is allowed to take root in your, in your life, then it becomes a giant. It becomes the Goliath. You cannot fail without thought. For you to fail, you have to think certain kind of thoughts. I'm telling you. You have to think in a particular way to fail. And you can also not succeed without certain thoughts. For you to succeed, there is a way to think. For you to progress, there is a way to think. You, you, there's no accidental success. That's why even people that win lotto, <laughs> it has been discovered they, that you give them five years, in less than ten years, they are back to where they used to be. Worse even. Why? Because 
They are trying to, we are trying to change their lives from the outside without addressing the thought. So somebody says, oh, if God can just give me, I know, 50 million, I won't ask him for anything again. My life will be sorted. My life will be sorted. I don't, I'm not going to, honestly, I promise, Lord, if you give me this 50, 50 million, I will never ask you for anything again. I know I'll, I'm sorted. I will, I will use it to sort my life out. But the thought has not been addressed. So it doesn't matter how much you give that person. So far as the thought pattern remains the same, there are giants that are going to sleep with that person. He's in the shower with the giants. He's in his sleep. The giants are there in his sleep. He wakes up. He's in the car alone, but the giant is there. So that giant, in the form of thoughts, will begin to communicate. Thoughts are for thinking. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. So you can see that, and um, when you look at different scriptures, there, there's, there's so much the scripture says about this. But the ten spies, when they came back from spying the land, they said there were giants in the land. Now, question. Did Joshua and Caleb see the giants? They, they saw the giants. He, those ten people said there were giants in the land. The descendants of Anak were there. He says they are stronger than we. And then they say the land devours its inhabitants. Okay, if it, if it devours it, it, its inhabitants, how come the giants have not been devoured? Because they are inhabitants of the land. But who is giving them that, who is giving them that thought? Who is giving them that thought pattern? Who is interpreting what they are seeing to them? Caleb and Joshua saw the same thing. But they're saying, we are well able to take the land. They are excited to go for it. Amen. Hallelujah. But these other people, they are looking and they are finished. They are finished. It's like, no, we cannot... We cannot take over this land. And God is saying, I've given you this territory. Go and take over. God is saying, I've given you this business. Go there and establish. And you are saying, no, there are too many giants there. There are many big players there. They have been there. There is a monopoly there. They are there. Too many giants. Do you think giants will be at a place that there is nothing? No. 
What would they be doing there if there's nothing of value in that place? Don't you know that the enemy has many strategies to keep God's people away from the promises of God? But he's an expert at playing mind games. So you need to defeat every giant that has been working over time within you. It's using your thought. Look at what the Bible says in 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 10. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the Bible tells us there that God has given us certain weapons. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. In other words, even though we're living a natural life, okay, a natural life, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, although we're living a natural life, our conflict is not natural. Okay? We do not war according to the flesh. The giants we're dealing with are not physical giants. That's what he's saying. The giants we're dealing with are spiritual giants. Hallelujah. It's not your in-laws. They're not your giants. Those are not giants. Hallelujah. (laughs) Come on. Who is the real giant? It's inside. It's not on top, it's inside. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay, look at the next verse, verse 4. It says, come on, let's read it together. One, two, three, it's on the screen. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Hallelujah. Those are giant thoughts. Those are giant thoughts that need to be pulled down. They need to be defeated. Are you following me? Yeah, we need to defeat them. I don't know about you. I feel like defeating some giants. Yeah. And look at the, look at the next verse, verse 5. It says, casting down arguments <laughs> and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing what? That's right. Bringing every thought into captivity. Every thought must be brought into captivity. Hallelujah. Every thought that is hindering you must be captured. It must be captured. And it must be punished. Must be brought down. Hallelujah. You know that some people cannot be healed, not because God's power is not there, but it's because of a thought. I'm telling you. Some people cannot be free because of a thought. A thought has taken root in their hearts. And in their minds. 
It has taken root. It has become a giant. And it needs to be defeated this morning. Hallelujah. I arrest every thought. Every thought that has stood in your way. I command to be brought down. I cast them down. I pull them down. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Thoughts are a combination. I mean failure is a combination of thoughts. I'm telling you. It's a combination of thoughts. If you fail at relationships, it's your thinking. It's a thought. Yeah. Every area of failure can be traced to a thought pattern. Can be traced to a thought pattern. They have told you that you are disadvantaged. Okay? And truly, historically, that's probably the case. But now, what about now? Are you still disadvantaged? You are actually unfairly advantaged because you have the grace of God. Hallelujah. Highly favored. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. You've got the word of God. No more excuses. Talk to your neighbor. Say no excuses. It's time to rise up. It's time to forge ahead. It's time to enter the promised land. Yeah. I refuse to be a victim. I refuse to be a victim of my past. I refuse to be a victim of history. I'm ready to make history. Come on, turn to someone and say, I'm going to make history. Yeah. Amen. I'm going to make a difference. It's never been done before. I will do it. You'll be the first person in your family to break records. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because you've defeated that stronghold. That thing that is fighting your mind. Harassing you. Within. And has kept you captive. I command them to be brought down. Right now in the name of Jesus. We defeat every, every giant. Glory to God. Yes. Bringing every thought into captivity. To the obedience of Christ. And verse 6 says, I'm being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. You need to punish the devil. Punish him. Don't be merciful. Hallelujah. You need to be brutal when you're dealing with the devil. Don't deal with him with kid gloves. No. No. Use brutal force. Your weapons are so powerful. They can uproot generations of thinking. Telling you. In just one moment, you can uproot ten generations 
of thought patterns that have been established around your family to restrict your family and to stop them from progressing into greater things. You can pull it down. You can destroy it by the authority that God has given you. You are powerful. It has nothing to do with your feelings. Amen? When I'm weak, I'm strong. In fact, when I'm weak, I'm more dangerous. Turn to someone and say, when I am weak, I am more deadly. Yeah. Yeah. So don't laugh at me when you see me weak. That's the time you need to be careful. Because there is a a missile that is about to be unleashed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In my state of weakness. That's why it says, out of the mouth of babes, he ordains strength. When God wants to show forth his power, he doesn't look for the strong. He looks for the weak. Glory to God. Don't let the devil lie to you in your thinking. Begin to tell you some things to, 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 to intimidate you. The reason why he lies to you is because he's afraid. He's playing psychological warfare. That's what he's doing. He's scared. So he will try to instill fear into you before you you punch him. Can't you see it when, when the boxers and wrestlers, can't you see them the way they talk before the match? You say, if by giving, I'm going to finish him in, in five seconds, I will knock him out. You can talk. Let, enter the ring. Let's see it. It's easy to win outside the, 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 the ring. In front of the media. You are winning in front of media. Is that where the battle is? No, the battle is not in front of the media. It's in the ring. Get into the ring and do what you are talking about. That's how the enemy operates. So when you wake up and you start feeling somehow, know that somebody is afraid of you. He's afraid that you woke up in the morning. Because he doesn't know what you are going to do. So what does he do? They say the greatest defense is attack. So he attacks you before you attack him. He's trying to defend himself. So he sends some thoughts that will weaken you. So that you don't even think of making any move. You see the strategy. But we're here to defeat giants. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. So T stands for thought. I stands for imagination. Somebody say imagination. Imagination. Yeah. So one of your, the giants within you could be your imagination. So in, what is imagination? It's image within. Okay. Those are images. Those are pictures within you. Yeah. So those are images that the enemy projects within you. 
So do you know that, do you know that there are many people that get defeated before the battle because all they can see is defeat? The battle has not even started. It's like somebody going for an interview and he has already seen how he has failed the interview before the interview. That's the power of imagination. And make no mistake about it, imaginations are powerful. They're powerful. So you need to learn to fight in the realm of imagination. So you are not only fighting in the realm of thought, you need to fight in the realm of imagination. Defeat, defeat the enemy. And then you need to now begin to build the right image, the right pictures within you. The reason why Caleb and Joshua didn't see the way the rest saw is because their imaginations were sanctified. Hallelujah. Their imaginations were sanctified so they would look at the same situation. It's like David before Goliath and the rest, the entire army, Saul and his other soldiers, when David saw Goliath, he is imagining the benefits. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Saul says, look, anybody that defeats this giant, his family will be tax-free. Imagine, sirs, your whole family exempt from sirs. Is that not enough incentive if it's just that one just that one is enough <laughs> yeah it'll be good right that's right but those ones even though Saul was saying that they, their imagination could not see that why Goliath has been talking. Every day he will wake up in the morning and he will speak, release curses. He's defying the army of God. And the words he's, t- he's speaking, they're receiving it, is creating images inside them. It's working, not only in their thought, but also in their imagination. It's showing them the worst case scenario. It's already shown them how they are going to be serving the Philistines. Yeah. It's, they can already see, oh my goodness. Oh. Who, who is going to be my master? Is it this one or is it the other one? I can see this one. This one looks like, the, this is, it's like this one is the one that I'm going to serve. Maybe I should choose my master. Let me choose the one that, is, that doesn't look as mean. They've already, they've already imagined the whole thing. They've imagined it. So they were defeated, not by Goliath. They were defeated within. Before the battle. It defeated them in their imaginations. You see? That, and I'm telling you, the enemy is still using the same strategy today. Every day, he uses the same strategy. And all you can see is doom and gloom. Yes. 
you can say, oh, now, you know, with this load shedding, I think everything is going to be so horrible now. We're going down to the dogs now. You've already, you have already imagined certain things. Which dogs are you going to? Come on, stop it. Don't think like that. Don't even accommodate that kind of thought. If people are saying it, don't say it. See something better. Come on. Please. God has a plan. God has a destiny. There's a prophetic destiny for this nation. Begin to see that. Why can't you imagine that? Why do you allow the enemy to use the canvas of your imagination to paint his picture? Don't. Tell someone it's not good. Don't. Please. Stop it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You need to see what God wants you to see. Yeah. Imaginations. Hey, also, there are things that you imagine, okay, that become real. That's the power of imagination. It becomes real. It starts with a thought, then it progresses into an image. You now see it clearly. You can see the whole drama playing out. The movie is playing. And as you walk, as you walk, people are talking. It doesn't matter what they're saying, you have your own movie playing inside you. And you are seeing the scenes are changing. It's getting from good to bad, from bad to worse. And that's what you're seeing. You're already seeing how you are finished. You're already seeing how you're going to lose everything. And then you. St- <laughs> oh my goodness. When the imagination gets powerful, then it takes us to the next stage. Somebody say emotions. You see? You see how the enemy crafts his battle? Very tactical. Very strategic. He starts by sending certain thoughts. So how do the thoughts come? Somebody will speak. Somebody will say something. That will now, if it settles down, it will create a picture. Do you understand? Once the picture is established on the canvas of your heart, the next thing is that it will begin to stir your emotions. So your emotions give those thoughts energy and lead to actions. You see? Yeah, that's how it works. So, you want to defeat this giant within. There's nobody out who is your enemy. Your biggest enemy is right there with you. Sitting there with you. So now you need to say, it ends now. From today. It stops today. Hallelujah. 
It stops today. I'm going to defeat this giant. I'm going to defeat this giant. It's not going to have any hold over my life. Because once your emotions are involved, the next thing you start having some kind of energy. Because your emotions release certain chemicals in your body. And then they now give you a kind of drive. They now give you a kind of energy. And then you find yourself going in the direction of your thought. You see? (laughs) How many people are learning something? Yeah, are you being helped this morning? Yeah, so arrest it the moment it is just a thought. Defeat it at that time. Quickly. Alright, so when it wants to fight against your relationship, maybe against your brother, against your sister, if, if the enemy wants, wants to fight that, all he needs to do is to sow a thought. Okay? When he sows a thought, and that thought gets in, then it creates an image. <laughs> And that image, you start getting infuriated. It's like, mm, who does she think she is? I'm going to teach her a lesson. You see, you have allowed a giant to flourish in your heart. That's how it works. So you need to break that. You need to defeat that. Free yourself. Hallelujah. Every giant within you is coming down. In the name of Jesus. Because if you don't deal with it, you will start having visions. Images. You will start having dreams. Images about that person that are not true. Years ago, there's a brother, a sad story. He, the enemy, sowed a thought in his life. He chased his wife away. He beat his friend. Right? I used to have a connect group in his house. And then I noticed that the guy just started, started avoiding me. He stopped coming to church. He was avoiding me and all of that. And, I, and I'm like, I phone him. He doesn't answer my calls. I try to reach him. I can't. And one day I was walking just by boulders, I bumped into him. And I look at him. I saw death on his face. I saw the spirit of death on him. I said, please, don't run away from me. I've been praying for you. I've been looking for you. Why are you not answering my calls? Do you know why he was avoiding me? He had chased his wife away and I told him he was wrong. He beat his friend 
because he accused his friend of sleeping with his wife. And I asked the wife, did you do this? She said, I fear God, Pastor. I can't do such a thing. I asked him, okay, how did you know? He said, I had a dream. <laughs> yeah, I had a dream. You see. So probably the thought came to his heart. The thought was sown. How many people know that if you think something for long, it will continue in your sleep? Yeah. That's why you need to think good thoughts. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are noble, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on those things. Philippians 4.8, you need to think the right thoughts so that you can dream the right dreams. So, he allowed that, and now he starts dreaming it, and then he confronts his friend, and his friend obviously says, my friend, what are you talking about? And he overpowers his friend, he beats his friend to a point that he was locked up in the cell. And then he chases his wife. He said, no, pastor, even she admitted, she agreed. Then I asked her wife, did you agree? She said, he threatened to, to kill me. So I agreed because he threatened to kill me. And then he told me to leave the house. Devil is a bad devil. If you give him one inch, he'll make you a tenant in your own house. I'm telling you. But the next thing, sad story, I heard that this brother was dead. What happened? He started going from place to place. Go to one Sangoma, another Sangoma, go to this prophet, go to this other prophet, and go to this, and this, and this. And you know what? Ended up destroying his life. But it started with a thought Turn to your neighbor and say, be careful what you think. Yeah. Pay attention to what goes on in your mind. Pay attention for your benefit. Pay attention for your own good. Many lies have been said about you. And you know they are lies. But you know what? Those people are so 100% convinced. And maybe you've even lost some friends because of the lies that were told about you. How many people have experienced that? Raise your hand. Come on. I'm not the only one, right? Okay, so I'm normal. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But that's how he will lie to you that you will never prosper. It's a lie. That's how he will lie to you and tell you you will never succeed. It's a lie. That's how he will lie to you and say you will never be free. It's a lie. That's how he will lie to you and say you will never be in health. It's a lie. That's how he will lie to you and say you are going to die. It's a lie. 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 
Everything he says is a lie. Don't believe him. Hallelujah. Hold on to the word of God. Use the word of God to pull down those lies. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. We're going to pray right now. Yes, and I'm telling you, if you struggle with any thoughts, if you struggle, if there's a stronghold, you know, whether it's telling you, whether it's telling you you are good for nothing, whether it's telling you that you will never make it, whatever, is it, whatever it is, today is your day. Today is your day. We're going to minister to you this morning. And we're going to break that and free you. Hallelujah. Free you from those evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Those thoughts of defeat. Those thoughts of failure. Those lying thoughts that the enemy has, has put over you. He has sown them. We're going to uproot them. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Come on. Begin to, begin to declare. Decla begin to declare right now. I'm free from every thought. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Yes. Every evil thought, every evil imagination, every evil emotion. Yes, be free from that. Be free from that. In the name of Jesus. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Lord, I pray for your people. I break, I break, I break every, every thought. Every evil thought. Every thought pattern that has enslaved your people. Every thought Oh Lord, that has limited your people. Every thought that has reduced your people. Lord God, I command them to be pulled down right now. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We pull them down. We pull them down. In the name of Jesus. We break every stronghold. I command strongholds to be brought down. Right now. Right now. Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. And I give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Now, before I pray for the next group of people, I just want to give opportunity. Anybody, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to receive Jesus into your heart. You want to be born again. Or maybe you've drifted before and you say, I want to make a fresh start. I want to give you this opportunity right now. If you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. And all those watching online as well, you are included. Just raise your hand. Okay, I see that hand. Any other hand? Come on. Yes. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Any other? Just raise those hands. Raise it high enough for me to see, and I'll pray for you. Okay. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Just say this after me. If you are raising your hand, just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. I confess with my mouth that he is my Savior. He is my Master. I put my faith in Jesus. I put my trust in Jesus for salvation. Forgive me my sins. Make me a brand new person. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for this once. And those of you watching online as well, I pray for you. 
Lord God, I release your kingdom. Let your kingdom come upon them. Hallelujah. Let the reality of the new creation, oh Father, be manifested in their lives. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of sin. I break every oppression. I break every stronghold over their lives right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release your power over them. Fill them with your glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. That is the best decision you have made. The best decision of your life is saying yes to Jesus. All right. Now, if you are here and you, you, you feel that this message, you know, there are things you, maybe the enemy has lied to you and you've been struggling to get rid of those thoughts. I want to pray for you. If you are that person, just raise your hand. All right. Okay. Glory to God. Lift up those hands. Lord, I free these ones right now. Be loose. I loose you from every shackle of the enemy. Every thought pattern that has restricted you is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Every thought pattern that has been used to limit your progress, to limit your business, to limit your career, to limit you is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Now, if you are around, if you are around them, if you are around them, just open your eye, just lay your hand and pray as we pray for them. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Church, let's pray. Let's pray. Pray for them. Just pray. Let's agree. Hallelujah. It, it ceases from now. It's broken over their lives from now. Amen. We, we free them. We free them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We free them right now. And those of you that are, those of you that raise your hand, I want you to start receiving. Receive your freedom. Receive it by faith. Just say, I believe and I receive. I believe and I receive right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Be healed. Be free. Be free from every stronghold. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You are free. You are loose. I announce your liberty right now. I enforce it by the authority of God's word. I enforce it over your life, over your family, in the name of Jesus, over your business, over your career. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you need further ministry, there are going to be people that will be praying here for you on this side after the service. Just feel free to come here and receive further ministry if you feel that you need more attention. Okay. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? God bless you. Real good. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus.
This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.